Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, man, I'm just, <sighs> I'm just so excited, and I am ready for the Spirit of God to move in our Alpha online that we're starting in just a few weeks. God has put this on my heart. He's been telling me for a while. And the last few weeks, I'm I'm not going to fight it anymore. I'm going to listen. And one comment that uh, I've gotten over the years with Alpha is that, well, we've done it before. Alpha is not for you if you're watching today. At least, at least most people, I shouldn't say that for everyone, but... Alpha is for our friends, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers who don't know Jesus and who we've been praying for and believing that God is going to start a work in their life. That's who Alpha's for. So this is what I need us to do. We're running Alpha. We've been advertising online over the last few days, and I am believing for God to do something amazing, to draw people together. It's all going to be online. It's all going to be over Zoom. So uh, people need a computer of some kind of tablet or a phone to log on to Zoom, but we're just believing. Everyone's used to using Zoom. We had a great time with our week of prayer a few weeks ago over Zoom. People are used to using it, and I'm believing that God is going to bring new people uh, together, and we are going to learn about Jesus. We're going to share questions about faith. We're going to journey together. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to consider who you can invite to Alpha. Invite them. Participate with them. Come on, Alpha, with your friends. Bring your friends onto it. There's no restriction of how many people can be together, and I am ready to see the Holy Spirit move among us as we gather online, Alpha Online, in the next few weeks. I'm just so excited. There'll be some details on your screen. Uh, if you want more info, just simply go to qpcespanola.com slash alpha, and it has every detail you need, including a place to sign up, also a place to check out, excuse me, more information. I am just, that video shakes me every time I watch it. I just found it a few days ago. It shakes me every time. It, it, it stirs me to my core that God is still doing something. And I'm just, I, I'm ready to burst open. So watch out today because this message is about to explode. I'm ready to go. I hope you are. Today is a significant day uh, for our church family. You know, we have Alpha Online coming up in a few weeks. It starts Tuesday, February 23rd, 7.30 p.m., Alpha Online. And uh, I gave you the website earlier. You can sign up too. But, you know, today is an amazing time. And part of the reason why we're sharing about Alpha is because we're believing that our new family in Little Current that is joining us today, that we're going to be able to come together. Uh, our new family in Little Current is going to invite their friends and family and their neighbors and we're going to come together on Alpha Online and we're going to hear about Jesus, some of us for the first time. I'm just so excited to see what God will do. So welcome to everyone today. Welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. Welcome to online church. Uh, it's great to be gathered together for such a time 
as this, such a time as this. We pray for God's wisdom and favor and blessings upon your life. We believe that God has great plans for everyone as we gather together today. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, he does not care that we are not in the same building. He's ready. There is beacons of hope and light spread across our region. Think about it. Just today, I'm getting fired up. Get ready. Come on, here we go. Just today, there's people gathering and not just Espanola and Little Current, but Webwood and Massey and Spanish and Elliott Lake and Sudbury and maybe a few other places I don't know about. And we're lifting up the, the the praises of our king together we're worshiping together we are entering his presence together and it's such an amazing time to gather together i trust that you've had a powerful time of worship as i've just mentioned as we've set aside a a few moments to gather together in the name of jesus and worship his holy name you know we all have different emotions Uh, being asked and forced into some of us participating with online church from home. For some people, some people like it, some people not so much, I get it. But today I want you to know that we are, let me declare this to you, into your home, into your vehicle, into wherever you're, maybe you're in a fishing hut on the lake somewhere. Let me declare this wherever you are. We are one house and many rooms today. That is a declaration for us out of the ashes as we rise up that's our theme this year we are declaring that we are one house in many rooms as we rise up together in these days if you're viewing uh, this from little current today we want to welcome you you are a part of what god is doing across our region did you know that you are not alone you are a part of this family and you are a part of what god is doing across our region all across the north shore region God is doing something. His spirit is alive and he's coming to meet with his people. Last week we started, oh man, I'm just, I I didn't even plan any of this stuff. I'm just so excited. Last week we started a uh, two-part mini-series titled, You Can Lead. Last week was part one, today is part two. And uh, next week, just to give you a heads up, we're going to start a series, a mini-series again on relationships. Just so you know, especially to the gentlemen with, uh, that have spouses or, uh, you know, ladies in their life uh, that they need to buy a gift for. Well, hopefully one lady, but anyways, that they need to buy a gift for. You got one week, you're on notice, one week. Uh, for Valentine's Day. Today we're going to continue this series, You Can Lead. It comes from Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 11 to 16. We, last week we fo- uh, focused on the first half of these verses. The words will be on the screen from Scripture. Let's read together Ephesians chapter 4. If you have a Bible, pull it out. If you have an extra device around that you read the Bible on, go ahead and open that up as well. Ephesians 4 says this, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
verse 14, and this is where we're going to hang out today. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Last week, if you were with us or if you watched our service after the fact, last week uh, we focused on two areas in particular. Uh, the first was the work of ministry is for building up the body of Christ. That's the work of ministry is to build up the body of Christ. The second part, uh, again, we focus on was unity of faith. We talked about Christian maturity. We talked about the fact that we cannot uh, come into the place of Christian maturity until uh, our, our spirits are complete uh, and incomplete o- obedience. We need to be completely obedient to God and our pride must be set aside. And we can't achieve Christian maturity if we're not obedient to God and if we allow our pride to get in the way of our relationship with God. Today we're going to look at the second half of the text. As I've said, Ephesians gives you and gives me the framework in which we must operate. Church, let me declare this to you today. You can lead. I want you to say that with me again. Wherever you are today, say it with me. You can lead. I can lead. That's our declaration as we begin to dream about coming back together. I'm hopeful that we can come back together sometime soon in our physical locations in Espanola and Little Current someday. I'm filled with optimism that we can gather together again. But what I do know is that there has never been a greater opportunity and a greater need for leadership than right now. Let me plug it one more time. I need you to be a leader. I need you to step out in faith and invite someone to Alpha online over the next few weeks. That's what I need of you in these days. What God has in store for us, one person can't do on their own. Let me say that again. What God has in store for us, one person cannot do on their own. Pastor Katie and I can't single-handedly accomplish the plans that God has. It's not as if God gives us a playbook and says, well, here, Pastor Jason, here, Pastor Katie, this is what you do. No, this isn't for anyone else. This is just for you. That's not how it works. You see, the vision for our church is simply this. Lead people into a growing relationship With Jesus Christ, that's our vision. Our mission is this, to reach, build, and raise the people of God in this region. Our core values uh, to live for as people who are in God's kingdom, that are children of God, is simply this, that we would love the word, the scriptures, that we would participate in missions, that we would uh, be a part of a spiritual family at church, that we would be generous through generosity and, of course, development, again, that we would continue to grow and walk together. You see, this can't be done by one person. 
This can't be done by one person. The scripture declares to us that not by might, say it with me, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It comes from Zechariah 4, verse 6. You see, our vision must be so big that it forces us into a position where we must trust in God. Only through the Lord Jesus can we see great things be accomplished in his name. Not through Pastor Jay. He's just a dude. He's not. The truth is only through the Lord Jesus can God do great things in and through us. You see, church, the mercy and compassion of the Spirit of God has broken me this past week and the last few weeks to recognize that there is a world crying out for help, crying out for purpose, crying out for someone to see them, someone to hear their cry. If we together don't tend to the cries of the broken, the brokenhearted, who will, if we don't do it together, who will tend to these people who are crying out into the wilderness saying, somebody help me. Let me tell you today, the spirit of God hears your cry. The Holy Spirit is here to comfort us, to help us, to be our strength and power in these days. Church, you can lead someone to Jesus. You can lead someone to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You can do it. You can do it. But pastor, let me... Uh, come on, that's your job. Pastor, that's your job. What, what are you going to do if we do all this stuff? Maybe some of you are thinking, well, there's other people that are better at this sort of thing than I would be. I, I often think that myself. Let me tell you, God has put you into the lives of your friends, your neighbors, your family for such a time as this. God didn't put me with your family and your friends. God put you with your family and your friends. I wonder often why, uh, God, I think, God, why did you give me the family that I have? Sometimes when I think about these deep sort of thoughts about it, I, I, when I think about this, I, I begin to cry, and sometimes I laugh, and sometimes I feel sad, and I feel like I'm led, that God has led me to eat donuts, <laughs> so that I feel a little bit better. The sugar helps sometimes. <laughs> Seriously, it does help. <laughs> Let me say, I uh, give you this quote today. John Maxwell once said this, very simple. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. He also said and quoted this, that according to sociologists, so people who study these sorts of things, according to sociologists, even the most isolated of people will influence 10,000 others during a lifetime. Even the most isolated of people will influence 10,000 others during their lifetime. I caught the word isolated because <laughs> we're all isolated these days, or at least we probably should be. But we all have an impact. We all have an influence in someone else's life. Church, God has prepared you for such a time as this. He's prepared you for such a time as this. 
I've seen some of our, our board members, our youth leaders, our kids leaders, other church leaders we have in the last year share the gospel with people that I never thought would listen. I, I'm surprised at the responses. I sometimes hear testimonies from our church, and it's surprising to see, uh, to hear and see how God will use us. We just need to be obe- obedient. We just need to be willing to l- allow God, to let God use us. You can lead. Let me declare it to you today. You can lead. Our first point today is simply this, and I, I, didn't, I couldn't find another way to say it, so it's very blunt and straightforward. Our first point is this. Continually grow. Continually grow. Our goal when we come to faith is to continually grow. Paul writes to the church in Corinth, he says in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You see, our mandate uh, given in Scripture is to go from one place of growth and glory to the next. From one place of growth and glory to the next. Picture it as a stepping stone. Each day, let's take a step from one degree of glory to another. One degree of glory to another. Our text in Ephesians reminds us that we must be pushing ourselves to grow in Christ. We need to take steps of faith to grow. If we don't, if we don't run, uh, if, we don't, if we don't, we run the risk of being caught up in lies about Scripture, about God. We need to take steps forward to grow so that we are not deceived by this world. In a world that in every corner of society is looking for truth, or at the very least looking for a version of truth. Everyone has some form of truth they'd like to tell you about these days. It's easy to be led astray. Truth is only found, we know this from scripture, truth is only found in the hands of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't believe me, read the word of God. Simple as that. He wrote it. Truth is only found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is truth. He is love. uh, His plans are great for you and me. He's truth. He's love. His plans are great for you and for me. Many of you know that uh, in the warmer weather, I kind of was thinking about warmer weather this week. We've had so many beautiful days of sunshine in the last few weeks and then on Friday, something happened. I'm not sure what, but I, I, I feel like it's still winter, if, you're wanting to, if you know what I mean. But uh, I was thinking about warmer weather this week, I guess because of the sunshine. And uh, the truth is, some of you know this, I enjoy my time on the lake. I got a boat a few years ago for myself and my family that's become a hobby. I really enjoy it. I go out uh, on my own sometimes just to relax and listen to the Holy Spirit and watch the clouds go by, all sorts of different things, listen to my favorite podcast, whatever. I use it uh, the majority of the time on one of our local lakes, and that's where you'll find me in the warmer weather. I have a few times uh, taken our boat in, uh, out on, into uh, a couple of different lakes. And last year I was able in the early summer to take uh, our boat out onto Kempenfelt Bay in Barrie. It's where my family live, and we like to go out there. It's a good time. 
And I've been on that uh, lake in that bay a few times with my boat now. And one of the first things I noticed is that because it's such a large body of water, my boat, which isn't necessarily small, it's not a cruise ship, so it's not that kind of thing, but my boat's not necessarily small, but it also is not big in any way really, especially on a large body of water. When you get out onto a larger body of water, you notice the size and capacity of your boat. And uh, I I learned while I was out there a few times that if I'm not heading into the right direction, that the boat will be pushed from one side to another. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm not going in the right direction, the boat will be pushed from one side to another, one side to another. If you've been out on the big water, you'll know what I'm talking about. And uh, if, but what I learned was if I give the boat the proper amount of power through the engine, of course, I can cut through the current and the wind and get to my destination safely. I can get there safely if I have the right power behind me. This illustration for me applies to our faith. Jesus is the source of power. Jesus is the source of power when we think about growing and not being pushed to and fro by different things that we hear, lies that we hear, deceptions that we hear. We need to trust the power source, Jesus. He's left us Holy Spirit to work through us so that as we grow in faith, we will not be carried about by every wind of doctrine. We would be focused on the Lord Jesus. One commentator wrote this that will be on your screen. It says, this we can wrongly value movement over growth mere movement is being tossed to and fro but god wants us to grow up in all things god wants us to grow up in all things you see church we need to grow in christ so that we aren't deceived by maybe even uh, sometimes something that can seem innocent or innocent to this world but in fact is evil and has a cunning that can take us and lead us astray we must grow there's also uh, there's you see church we know from the scripture from our scripture today that there's craftiness and deceitful schemes that are coming against you and that come against me as the scripture reveals to us we must be able to discern and take away these things that will lead us astray because we know the scripture we know what God tells us one commentator wrote this the words refer to the arts used by gamesters who employ false dice uh, that will always throw up one kind of number which which is that by which those who play with them cannot win The truth is, if you play with something that is filled with deception, we cannot win that battle without the word of God. We need the word of God. We need to grow in our spiritual walk with God. We need to grow in our knowledge of God. That's how we become the leaders, the people that God has called us to be. Running after spiritual fads will always leave us in the lost column. These days are filled with spiritual fads. They'll always leave us in the lost column, wanting something more that we cannot see. It's because we have turned away from Jesus and onto something of this world. 
Today we need more of Jesus to become wiser. If you do not feel that you are, uh, have been given a gift of wisdom or even have wisdom, let me tell you today, Jesus can provide the wisdom and the discernment that you are looking for. Today we need more of Jesus to become wiser, to be more full of wisdom. That's who we need is Lord Jesus. We don't need more news, more conversation, more debate, more division, more time, more problems. We simply need Jesus. That's who we need. He is the answer to the question that you have. He is the answer to all the questions that we have. Our relationship with Jesus is how we continually grow. How do we continually grow in Christ? We look to Jesus. That's how we grow. Our second point today is this. Again, I couldn't find another way to say it, so I just said it bluntly and straightforward. Here's our second point today. Truth speaker. I feel like this is obvious for us today, but when we consider our growth spiritually and becoming leaders, people who are growing in Christ, we become truth speakers. Are you a truth speaker today? I've never witnessed a greater need for people who operate with authenticity, integrity, and honesty. Wouldn't you agree with me? We need more people that are authentic, that are full of integrity and are honest. You see, our spiritual growth must be in the shadow and likeness of our Savior. We must be growing in the things of God. The kingdom of God is connected joint by joint. We know from this passage and other scriptures uh, and others in scripture that when each part of the body of Christ is operating effectively, it cannot be stopped. In love, the kingdom is built. When we work together, the body of Christ cannot be stopped. In any family, you'll find there's often disagreement. Well, what do you do with disagreement in God's family, in his kingdom? Well, the truth is we should always deal with any form of disagreement or even sin that we find against one another in love. That's how we deal with things, in love for one another. But we never budge on the truth that is the word of the Lord Jesus. We never budge on the truth that is the word of the Lord Jesus. I came across seven characteristics of a good leader. It's written by Nikki Gumbel. I thought sharing these seven things would be beneficial for us today. I'm running short on time, so I'm going to go through them rather quickly. They'll be on your screen as I share them. The first one is this, integrity. We must practice what we preach. Let me tell you today, if you do not practice what you preach you are missing the point and you are lacking integrity. We must have integrity. Our second uh, thing, uh, second quality of a good leader, characteristic of a good leader is authenticity. What matters is who you are when nobody is looking. Your secret life with God. Are you authentically following God? Are you following God only when people are looking or are you following, serving God, worshiping God? when nobody's watching. Our third one here is humility. Be on your guard against titles and recognition. We must remain humble. We're not doing anything, this whole message today, this whole conversation needs to be grounded in humility. We're not looking for any recognition, any title to be achieved through the things of God. 
Our fourth one is this, compassion. Leaders must have a spirit that is open and welcoming to everyone. God has been working on my heart in this for a long time. We must be, our spirits, uh, we must have a spirit that is open and welcoming to everyone. You are welcome today. No matter your background, where you come from, the choices you make, you are welcome in this place today, declares the Lord. We leave our past in the past and we look to the future and the things of God living under the, uh, the, the spirit of God in our lives. Then we see vision. Leaders should have big vision. This is our fifth one. We must have big vision. Jesus attacked the small-mindedness of the religious leaders. Pray for God's vision and don't be sidetracked. Let me pause here. The greatest threat to the church in this region is simply vision. We must not be led astray by small-mindedness. We must not. Well, pastor, that's never happened here. Well, let me declare to you today that the church in this region will rise up. It will rise up. It will rise up. Our sixth, sixth one is simply this, focus. Focus on what really matters. Well, what really matters, pastor? What are you talking about? Well, here's three things that you can remember. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Focusing on what really matters means we focus on justice, mercy, and faithfulness. The seventh one is generosity. Jesus calls the inside to be like the outside. Jesus calls the inside to be like the outside. You see, these seven characteristics of a good leader are based on the teachings of Jesus in Matthew 23. I mentioned it earlier, I think. I thought this was a good way for us to close today. If we together through our growth to becoming spiritually mature, growing up in all the things of the Lord, joined together, equipped, working together, will build the body of Christ in love. That's our, these are our goals. I'll close this morning with this quote. I thought it was pertinent to our message today. Some people think of the church as a pyramid with the pastor at the top. Others think of the church as a bus driven by the pastor who takes his passive passengers where they should go. God wants us to see the church as a body where every part does its share. Church, God sees us as a body where every part does its share. Every part does its share. So what's our takeaway today? I want to leave you with a takeaway like last time. What's our takeaway? It's simply this. It'll be on your screen. We can gauge our spiritual maturity by monitoring our integrity, authenticity, humility, compassion, vision, focus, and generosity. Let me say it again. We can gauge our spiritual maturity by monitoring our integrity, authenticity, humility, compassion, vision, focus, and generosity. Church, I've taken more time than I planned today. Let's pray and close our time together. So God, we pray that you would remind us that we can lead. God, Lord Jesus, I want to declare it to our whole region that the people of God, you can lead. That's our declaration that I want for our family today, our church family today, no matter where we find ourselves across this region. 
Father, would you be with us? Would you continue to protect us? Lord, we thank you for the uh, COVID uh, uh, positive rate in our province. It's continuing to drop. We thank you for that, Lord. It's uh, continuing to drop on our region. But Lord, we do think of those that are connected with us that have received a positive COVID test or anything like that. Lord, we pray for their health and well-being, Lord. We pray for healing to come upon them today. Lord, we also pray for those who are sick, Lord, with maybe something as uh, what's seemingly simple as a common illness or something that is life-threatening to us, Lord. We pray for those in need. There are numbers of people connected with us today that are walking through cancer treatments and diagnoses. And God, we pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon those situations. We believe in the God of miracles that he can heal us from disease. God, you've done it before. I've seen you do it before, Lord. I know that you you can heal once again. God, you have not stopped because of a lockdown. God, your Holy Spirit is upon us, is with us as we're praying together today. Father, would you be with us? Bring us back here safely next week, Lord. Allow us to have a wonderful time together. We pray, God, that your hand would be upon us in these days. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. So glad you're with us today. Little Kern family, God bless you. Uh, Queensway family, Espanola, God bless you as well, of course. For everyone else joining us from across the region, we're so honored that you're with us today. Remember, Alpha Online starting Tuesday, February 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Online on Zoom. And I want to encourage you to invite someone. We want to see God do something amazing. Church, I can feel it in my bones that he's about to do something amazing. Out of the ashes, we will rise up. Out of the ashes, we will rise up is our theme and prophetic declaration for this year. So glad that you're with us. God bless. Man, I'm just looking forward to church next week. See you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.